You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Isaiah 31 and verse 4. This is the attitude that God wants you to have. All right? Undisturbed by what's going on on the outside. For thus said the Lord God, he had spoken unto me, like as a lion, a young lion roaring after its prey. When a multitude of shepherds are called forth against him, he will not be afraid of their voice. Once that is your goal, all right, you can call a multitude of shepherds against him. He will not be afraid of their voice. Shout. He stays focused in his soul on his objective. He's not disturbed by what's going on around. He says, no, obeys himself, all right, which means recognize the noise of them. So shall the Lord of hosts, a person who has this kind of attitude that is not moved by the drags and all of that, he says, the Lord of hosts shall come and fight for Mount Zion and for the hill thereof. God expects that you are focused. God expects you are not beholding lying vanities, but looking at that which is before you. So you ask, how then do I plant the seed? You plant the seeds by meditation. You say, how do I meditate? All right, good question. Because you can just say meditation and go. How do I meditate? All right? Meditation is the process through which you create the experience within yourself, all right, of God's thoughts towards you or his promises. You create those experiences within your consciousness. You observe how those promises will look with you wearing them in your life. You behold the details of those promises being fulfilled on the inside of you. You see yourself working in the reality of those promises there. It is an exercise that begins to go on through what is called visualization of the scriptures, as you repeat them and mutter the scriptures you are visualizing, and then the Spirit of God now will begin to bring to your remembrance as you shut your eyes and you're meditating, creating those images. The things that Jesus has told you in the past. Now, why is he bringing the scriptures to persuade you of what you are looking at? That this thing, uh, let me tell you, let me persuade you. The Bible says they embraced and then they were persuaded. Abraham was fully persuaded. So the Holy Spirit starts bringing scriptures, giving you insight as you're meditating, persuading you. And by that, we'll see he starts dropping pockets of information and revelation, insight into those scriptures as you are meditating. You'll see how that word has radically changed your life. And you experience it in your consciousness there, living in that particular place. You see how people stop you at the airport to talk to you. How young people run up to you and say, listen, can I ask you a question? And you are polite and accommodative to them. All right? You are experiencing the word of God repeatedly within your heart. This is the first step to realizing the supernatural. All right? 
said this couple of times that uh, what you ought to do in anything you're pursuing is go and look for the tallest tree in the garden and first climb that tree up. And then you can have a perspective on things. Dr. Paul Yonggi Cho spoke about when they asked him 2006 in London as to the principles through which he built the largest church in the world. As of that time, they had 750,000 active members. Not attendants, active members. He had 600 associates working in his office. 50,000 deacons. 14,000 elders. And he had opened several churches by asking people, from that 750,000, with 1,000 people going to start churches all over South Korea and missions into the world. In 1968, all right, he had just five people in his church. And they asked him, how did you grow this to that? They are well over a million today. And when they asked him for the secret, the first thing that he said is this. i never forget this. Before he even talked about prayer, he said this. When I start a church, I start it inside my heart instead of outside my heart. In other words, when you say go and start a church, it says everything starts within. When you say go and start a business, it starts within. He says, then the church glows on the inside of me. That is that thing of meditating, visual, seeing it. He says, everything grows on the inside. Before anything begins to happen on the outside. That is why people that are hasty. Look at what he says here. The thoughts of Proverbs 21.5. It says, the thoughts of or the diligent, the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. But everyone that is hasty, all right, there's no place for excitement and just, we're just excited here, you know, when we're hasty. It leads to want. It leads to poverty. It leads to failure. So it says he starts the church within, all right? He grows the church within. He forms the department within. He sees how everything works within because there is an inner man and there is the outward man. And many people are only operating with the outward man, all right, when it is. What goes on on the outside is a fruit of a tree that has been developed on the inside of you. So day in and day out, he said, I saturated myself with the vision of the church. And then he made a very powerful statement. Once I embrace a vision, the vision embraces me and leads me into its fulfillment. Powerful stuff. Now, the third step here is, so one, all right, you understand the principle. Two, you know how to plant it, you meditate. Now, this is not something that you just do once in a while. This is, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall practice it day and night, constantly meditating upon it. Now, when you start doing that, you start experiencing it, the seed has gone in. Now, for the earth to start producing these things with power, which is exactly what Abraham did. The Bible says he wasn't weakened in faith, but he was strengthened, did not stagger the promise of God through unbelief. 
but was strong in faith, giving glory unto God. And being fully persuaded. In other words, there's that process there of praising God and coming to the place of full persuasion concerning it. So Psalm 67 verse 5 and 6. It says, let the people praise him. Let the people praise the O Lord. Verse 6. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our God, will bless us. So then meditation, and then you mix it with singing praises unto God for the fulfillment of those things that you can see. Now this something, the sacrifice of praise, that is offered up continually unto him as you present yourself as a living sacrifice, praising him for the fulfillment of that particular thing. Then the earth begins to bring it forth. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. So you now begin to rejoice. Now we are in, you are in the fight of faith here. Let the word of God dwell richly in you in all wisdom. That's meditation. Admonish one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing, all right, with grace in your heart unto the Lord. So the word goes in and the song comes out, and then that's when the thing begins to grow. Isaiah 51 and verse 3. All right, it talks about the Lord shall comfort Zion. He shall comfort all our waste places. He will make our wilderness like Eden and our desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there in thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Now, this is where spiritual warfare comes in. All right, because once you begin to meditate, sometimes people say that we're hasty and natural. All right, things don't work at first, uh, but you stay with your meditation. Uh, you don't allow, you possess, so you don't allow anything on the outside to disturb that picture that you are looking at and, and that. And you are praising God for the fulfillment of it. As Jonah said, you don't observe lying vanities, you observe and you behold what God has said to you. And then you sacrifice with a voice of thanksgiving. So you continuously behold. Verse 8, it says, they that behold lying vanities, observe, all right, forsake their mercy. Don't forsake the mercy of God. But then sacrifice. So behold what he said continuously. And so what do you do? It's a warfare. Satan wants to tamper with that vision. He wants to stop you from seeing. He knows it's the most powerful thing because you are transformed into the image. That's what Laban did with the animals. That's how Laban became fruitful because when he, sorry, Jacob became fruitful in Laban's house, sorry. All right? He became fruitful in Laban's house because even though he was in Laban's house and everything was filled with death there, few and all, he was seeing multitudes and he was seeing multiplication. And after some time, that vision will seep and be made flesh. And it will seep into your conscious mind. And you'll start getting instructions as your reigns instruct you in the night season. And you begin to know what to do. And everything will start getting conformed into the image that you are beholding, all right, on the inside. But you keep it steady. And Satan knows if I can change that picture there, then I got this person. So he throws things at you just to stop you from beholding that image. And when he throws those things at you, you go back, sit down, praise God that all things work together for your good. 
And everything that is happening, that even that which you cannot understand, is producing this thing that I'm beholding. And you sit down and you reinforce the image and allow it to take root deeper on the inside of you. And you repeat the scriptures and you, you create the expand, you behold it on the inside of yourself and see it clearer and clearer, all right? And you get stronger within your inner man. And then you yield yourself. This is what prayer is all about. It's not just singing. It's yielding yourself to God as though that thing has already happened. Romans chapter 6 and verse 13. That is how you get the grace to cause that thing to happen, which is the help that you need in a time of need. Two things I came to say this morning that are different. Number one, this, or in addition to it. All right? So you go out and a lot of bombardment. When you get back to your house, clean up. Wipe that vision. Make it plain again. Go into a time of praise. Depending on what you're believing God for. Believing God for something is not that, well, I prayed in the morning and then I forget about it until next prayer time. No. This thing mustn't depart out of your heart. You are meditating upon it. As you're walking on road, there are two images you're seeing. You're seeing the chairs right before you right here. And at the same time, you're seeing that image superimposed on that. Two pictures. The natural, you see a car coming, you stop at the same time over and above. You are looking into the realm of the spirit. If you're believing for healing, seeing yourself completely healed. Seeing people coming to meet you and asking, so what really are the principles that you need? This is powerful. It has changed everything on the inside. On September 11th, 2021, Pastor Boju Oyemade will be live in the beautiful city of Uyo for the Uyo Faith Seminar. Come join us for a paradigm-shattering, insightfully refreshing encounter in God's presence with the undiluted Word of God. Join us from 9 a.m. prompt at the Emerald Event Center, 119 Edith Akban Avenue, also known as Four Lanes, Uyo Akwaibom, Nigeria. Whether you live or work in the city of Uyo, invites family members, invites friends, Friends, see you there, powered by the Covenant Nation. And you praise God for the fulfillment of those things. So it tells us in 6 and verse 13, it says, Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. Yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. This is what I'm saying here. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. How do you stop that? By yielding yourself unto God as those who are alive from the dead and then your members as instruments of righteousness. For he says, sin or the environment shall have no dominion over you for you are not under the law if you practice this principle. You are under grace, which means before the thing materializes, you yield yourself unto God as one who is in full possession of it. As far as God is concerned in your relationship with him, you have been, he has been enjoying the benefits of having blessed you with that thing before it even physically materialized. You have offered what is called the sacrifice of praise. All right? Sin shall not have dominion over you. 
Verse 16, it says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants are ye. In other words, if you yield yourself, all right, to God as one who is in possession of those things, works in the reality of those things. What do we mean by this? If all those things were materialized right now, how will you relate to God? What will you do? If everything was in manifestation, what, how kind of spring will you have in your step? How are you going to rejoice? How are you going to thank and praise God? He says, now start yielding yourself unto God as one who is alive, as though that thing is so. Begin to practice meditation and yielding yourself. Meditation and yielding yourself in praise. Finally, because of time, I want to show where prayer operates in all of this. So we've said your, your, your heart is a field. Uh, any type of seed can be sown. There will be no discrimination in producing. Whatever is planted there will come out. It makes no difference if you can successfully plant a one million measure. It takes the same energy for the earth to produce one million measures as it takes to produce a thousand measures. There is no difference. The question is, can you get it into your heart? All right? And this is where prayer comes in. All right? Uh, so scripture there in the book of Acts that tells us about a certain woman who hexed onto those things that Paul said in the book of Acts. And he says, because the Lord had opened her heart. Now, you can only receive, all right, when the Lord has opened your heart. So you have to ask God in this meditation thing, I have seen your promises. If you can find that scripture, please. It says the Lord opened her heart. I think it's Acts 15 somewhere there. All right, the Lord had opened. So she attended to those things that Paul said. So God has got to open up your heart. And he opens up your heart in answer to prayer, which means your heart there might be close to certain things. So it becomes difficult for you as a person to receive into your heart what God is saying to you. A stronghold, all right? It says this. A certain woman of Lydia there, a seller of purple, it tells us whose heart the Lord opened that she attended to those things. So in prayer, you ask God to open your heart. Now, the reason why you ask to open your heart is this. In 2 Corinthians 10, from verses 4 to verse 6, it's for the weapons of a warfare. And this is where, all right, spiritual warfare comes in. You are in a fight. They are not carnal, mighty through God, to so the pulling down of strongholds. The first major enemy to your destiny is inside you. And you've got to get rid of all the strongholds there. All right? So it's not just mental ascent. You actually have experienced the promise within yourself. And to get to that point, you cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And you bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now the next verse says there is a readiness to revenge disobedience when your own is complete. 
In other words, the only person that can with their words and their prayers change things on the outside are those that are totally have received every thought inside them tends towards the manifestation of that. And the only way they could get there was that in prayer, spiritual warfare, they dismantled in their consciousness every stronghold thoughts that Satan had erected in the past. Long seeds he had planted, they used spiritual warfare to break down everything within their system such that the impossible things entered into their heart with ease and they said on the inside as they experienced it things that were powerful moments I had seen ahead they experienced these things on the inside but as a result of prayers because you can't change on the outside if you haven't first received it on the inside Matthew chapter 8, verse 9, that's the principle. The centurion, look at what he said. He said, I am a man under authority, which meant I myself, I am under authority, having soldiers under me. And I said to this, go, he goeth, come. The reason why they go and come is because you are under an authority. In other words, it's when your own obedience is complete that there is a capacity to revenge all disobedience. And the problem is the obedience of people, they are still struggling on the inside. Which means they are trying to yield their members, but first of all, they themselves are not yielded unto God that way. Every thought has not been brought to submission there. And it's in prayer you do that. Ask God to open your heart so that the next time you get into meditation, it goes so deep as a two-edged sword. The word of God goes in unhindered into your consciousness. You taste the word of God on the inside of you. You experience it within you as something that is real. And your obedience on the inside, it's prayer. It's warfare prayer. And many want to try and change things on the outside. Well, we have the problem. In other words, there are things that are embedded on the inside that are sabotaging people. And until you get rid of that, I like what Pastor Robin Murray said. He said, hyper-grace people say there's no repentance because Jesus has died once. And he said, that's not what Jesus said. When you get born again, you are saved once. But throughout your Christian life, you repent. You continue to repent. That's why he says God is not slack concerning his promises. As much, but he will it that none should perish, but repent. In other words, to have a change of your mind, for your mind to be renewed, for there to be adjustments that are made. And the only way in which this word will go into your own consciousness and pierce your heart and you will experience it and walk through things and see yourself touching those things before they happen and the Holy Spirit is ministering lights to you and the Holy Spirit is bringing scriptures unhindered and there's a sweet communion in meditation that is now translated into praise and worship and you yield yourself in totality worshiping God for the fulfillment and his real on the inside of you is warfare. Is warfare. That's the only way you see God. You do it. And you get that experience on the inside. And once it's there, all right, then there'll be materialization on the outside. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you this morning for your word. I ask by the power of your spirit that you cause this truth to go deep down on the inside of us to bear forth fruit in our lives, that this whole covenant nation 
they built upon this kingdom truth. And the people begin to, as led by the Spirit of God, into treasures that nobody has ever experienced on this earth. That as they fight that good warfare using your weapons and clear their hearts, the Holy Spirit now has room to take them into excursions in the throne room of grace, opening up the treasures of wisdom and knowledge hidden from ages and generations past, showing them mysteries as the word of God is unsealed and they walk through you, with you, through these things, being fully persuaded about eternal things. And by that, as they yield themselves in worship, the manifestations of these things begin to occur within their lives. We thank you for this, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. With all heads bowed and eyes closed, if you are here this morning and you are not filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking other tongues, in other words, first of all, you have submitted yourself and received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and then got him filled with the Holy Spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit to encounter these things and to experience these things that we have shared this morning. Now, if you want to receive him where you are, just quietly lift up your right hand with all heads bowed and eyes closed. And as you lift up that, your right hand there, just gradually stand up to your feet, and I'll pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that as these ones are prayed for, every hindrance and every stronghold that will work against them receiving the Holy Spirit in his fullness be broken down and removed right now from their consciousness, such that as they are prayed for and hands are laid upon them, they will receive instantaneously in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.